Stuck on a broken tripod, Cooper paced around it, gathering items and things he thought he'd need. The livestream was off for now, yet he kept talking to himself to try and keep track. It was a lot to take in, and any more mental preparation or ease was welcomed. He promised that today, he'd do it. He would prove his own theory. Cooper would Japan himself, live on camera, then create a sigil for whatever spirit comes to his opening. The setup was simple. In the basement, a camera was set up on his desk, which was dragged from the corner to the middle of the wall. There was an overhead lamp, mirror, flashlight, gauze, padding, disinfectant, and a few other things on the table. And on the other side was the creme de la creme, the drill. Fully charged, Cooper had gone out of his way to treat himself. So the drill sat on the table, with a brand new drill bit screwed into it. Cooper stood in front of the stool, subconsciously holding his hands toward his chest. He looked around, double-checking everything he needed for the show. Tarp, stools, towel, camera. Should be everything. Cooper took a breath and sat in the stool. He stared into the camera and then at the feed. He saw himself, of course. He saw the purple bags under his eyes, the blood vessels creeping around his scleras. He saw his pale complexion and patchy facial hair. He saw his year-old hoodie, the last thing his mother would ever patch up. And he saw himself now with the drill resting in his hands. He glanced down, not even realizing he grabbed it. I'm doing this, huh? Cooper didn't move his head up towards the camera. No, he simply looked up to it. It was a feed on a dark website. The screen was black. Cooper couldn't figure out how to set a thumbnail, but under it, in a sidebar, was a countdown. Four minutes. Four minutes before the camera came on. The chat was flickering, with a new message every few seconds. About 200 people came. Not much for the site, but startling for Cooper. 200 people watching him. 200 people watching him play with the drill for an hour. He had no doubt in himself, of course. He would have died for this theory. It's just now, he's having to risk that. If he fails, he may die. The thought just now began to sink in, as if he hadn't fully realized it. His face turned cold and distant, only his eyebrows strained. He suddenly got up, vertigo and the residue of an old high knocking his balance. Eyes black, he stumbled and caught himself on a nearby wall. He winced, his head throbbing. Ow, ow! I can't go into this feeling pain. Cooper sat on his chair as the timer dropped under a minute. He looked dead into the camera, mentally preparing himself. Reciting his opening to himself, he tried to push his mind away from what he was actually doing, which became easier and easier with each movement as his body loosened up and began to sway ever so slightly. Hitting the ten-second countdown, he cracked his back and cleared his throat. Cooper looked into the camera. Three, two, one. Hello, welcome. I, I hope this is working all right. Uh, if so, then welcome. You are most likely here because of my blog and my theory. And that's what I'll be doing. Uh, uh, proving my theory, I mean. <laughs> he tried to keep himself from stammering. His hands clasped together anxiously. He looked awkward in the feedback of his camera, standing alone in a dark, dingy room. Uh, the spirit world used to be accessible to us back in the olden days. But it was locked away by higher powers. Back doors can be made, yes, but I propose a more permanent solution to liberate our minds. So, tonight, I will be treponizing myself. Cooper grabbed the drill on the table and reluctantly held it up, trying to guess what a good streamer would do. Along the side, a chat scrolled. Some chatting with each other, some asking Cooper questions, and others were taunting him. He occasionally glanced over, trying to read how the chat felt, he was lukewarm at best, and he sighed. Um, I, I guess there's nothing else uh, stopping me. I... He was about to confess his nervousness as a defense, but quickly withdrew it. He may have been saturated in that community, but he knew not to show fear in front of a crowd, even as small as this. Let's go. Cooper turned on a playlist. 
It was just a game soundtrack to steady his nerves and give him white noise. He gave one last sigh, a wisp of confidence being forced into his breath. He grabbed the mirror leaned up against the wall. Years ago, it was his mother's, on display in his parents' room. That's actually where he got it from, something that took about 20 minutes of preparation. Only because he had never set foot in there since his parents died. Save for one night or two, it had been completely sealed off from the rest of the house. He laid the mirror under the camera and sat back down on the stool. Glancing at himself in the mirror, he turned away and retrieved a hair tie. He took his greasy hair and tied it back, letting stray hair hang around his face. Then, taking his mother's headband, put it on and pinned the stray hair back. Cooper could only imagine the comments toward his appearance, only getting a small glance at the chat moving. He felt his forehead, deciding finally where the hole was going to be. And, after finding a place, he decided on the front of his head. He picked up a red permanent marker and marked an X right below his hairline. Looking down into the mirror, he couldn't help but smirk a bit. He thought he looked exactly like Bart Hughes, actually. The man he had used in his research. Down to him being crouched over a mirror like him. In a weird way, it was only a motivator to keep going. Next, he haphazardly cleaned the area with rubbing alcohol, which removed a bit of the marker, but he didn't mind. He then took the tube of numbing gel, the kind used for dental procedures, one of the farthest things away from what Cooper was planning to do, but regardless, he applied it anyways. Soon, as he racked his brain remembering the next step, he began to feel an overwhelming tingling sensation spread through his forehead. Perfect, he thought. He took the scalpel, attempting to hold it like a surgeon, or at least how he thought a surgeon would hold it. He rested his index along the blunt end of the scalpel, with the rest of his fingers wrapped around tightly. Attempting to avoid backing out, he dove right into it. Immediately, he met the blade to the X and pushed into the skin. Beginning to cut, immediate blood began to leak. He felt it bluntly, but the pain of stinging wasn't there. Whether that was from a cocktail of painkillers or the dental gel, he felt better than he thought he would have. Cutting edge to edge, he cut a square. It was relatively small, not as big as his inspiration photos were, but that was the goal, since, well, he had never done this before. Now, while that wasn't too bad, lifting the tendon in flesh was another story. All the while, there was a small but steady leak of blood, which only grew more and more as he worked and pulled at the bit. Lifting the edges with the pliers, he began the pull. The pain was deeper, but he was able to brave it. There was still a thin layer of numbness that kept him going, though he let a whimper or two escape when the pain hit his worse, especially when the pliers scraped around the surrounding flesh. But after two minutes of struggling, he finally got it off with one final wet sound effect. Breathing a bit heavily from restraint, he let the skin and meat slap on the tarp. He looked down to it, a moment of clarity washing over him. Uh, oh my god, he breathed. Cooper looked up at the camera. The chat was rolling a bit faster now, and while he couldn't read the comments very well, he felt okay to proceed. He took a swig of King Cola, then retrieved the drill. Holding it, his hands trembled slightly. The blood was now traveling down his face and under his glasses. He looked just like the picture, he thought. Just like Hughes. But instead of wiping it away, he let it leak down his face, like a small riverbend cresting around his nose and threatening to get into his mouth. And before he turned it on, he commented, uh, So, wow, I, I... I can't believe I did that. Um... <clears throat> so, after the drill... I will be trying to contact a spirit by opening myself up. Whatever enters, I will create a sigil. <laughs> I, I believe. The drill flared to life with a simple switch on. Buzzing, it peaked the mic of the stream, but Cooper honestly hadn't taken that into consideration, and like before, he went right into it to prevent fear from stopping him. Carefully going in, he met the drill to his skull, still with a slight residue of gore on the surface. It easily inserted, though he still jumped when the drill began to dig, but after grounding himself, he continued again. There were few nerves in the skull, so he wasn't in as much pain as before, but the concept of what he was doing was still making his heart beat out of his chest. He wasn't completely crazy. He knew what he was doing was something dangerous. 
but his drugged-up brain and blind confidence pushed him forward, and within 18 seconds, the drill poked through. It popped through and almost immediately he recoiled it back, afraid of of course letting it hit the brain, which he didn't even know how possible that was, though he still feared it. He looked into the camera and into the thumbnail of himself. It was like a gunshot, a dark hole in the center of his head. Underneath was blood. Parts were beginning to crust to his face, but for the most part, it still dripped from his chin. It was silent, the playlist having ended a bit ago. The chat was rolling. It had peaked at 1k. The consensus was split pretty evenly. Those shocked he did it, and those trying to mess with him still. He didn't read the comments, or at least didn't take them in. No, instead he loomed over the drill sitting in front of him. He wanted to continue. He wasn't done yet. The drill came back on and back to where he went. Next to that, he drilled a hole, and next to that, another hole. He stopped at four total, creating an almost diamond shaped in his forehead. Dust of bone matter speckled his shirt and the tarp. The process had taken about 20 minutes, the blood now clearing and drying in the taste of iron leaving Cooper's mouth. He swayed slightly through the process, focusing heavily on the process rather than the chat. It was like he completely forgot about the stream, and just wanted to open up this hole he put into his head. And when he was done with it all, and the drill was put down, he froze. The same pale green eyes looked at each other in the mirror. Cooper was lost in his mind, his thoughts distracting him in abstract, colorful shapes surrounding him. He didn't even realize they were real as they danced around his peripheral vision. Cooper wanted to move and get up, but he couldn't. Not just because he couldn't physically do it, being paralyzed by his own mind, but also because he forgot why he wanted to get up. Sober, he'd do it to turn the stream off, not even to do the sigil. But here, under the influence of something he isn't even aware of, he could only just sit. Ten minutes passed in a standoff with himself. If he were still there, he would have fought for control over his autonomy. But for now, he was lost in technicolor thoughts and painkillers. Another ten passed when he finally got up. The camera cut off his bust, but it was obvious he was struggling. His legs stumbled, and he relied on his surroundings for support. And as he retrieved a thick, permanent marker, he shambled to the concrete floor and fell. His eyes not even focused on the marks. He blindly drew lines and bends, shapes clearly unplanned yet coming together into one big symbol. It took about a minute to create, a giant sigil drawn onto the floor. But when it was done, he stepped back to admire the work done. And, with only one coordinated step into the circle, it activated. And Cooper doubled over into the circle. Convulsing, his muscles tightened and contracted. His fingers splayed out as croaks began to escape his throat. There would have been more of a fight. There should have been more of a fight. But there was none. And it was a peaceful rot as the black sludge began to drip from every orifice. Any opening, even. Down to his fingernails, the oil spilled like slime leaked out and congealed around his seizing body. It pulled underneath his back, which occasionally jumped as his spine popped and jolted, though soon his back became stuck as the slime became thicker and thicker. It was almost like amber the way it hardened and stuck to Cooper's clothes and flesh, and eventually the seizing stopped as the sap took over. His heart slowed and breathing absent as he lay there splayed out. The hardened slime almost resembled roots going in and out of the body and into the floor, and all the while... He kept a neutral face, not one of horrifying dread like in the movies, but that of a mannequin, content, calm, and lifeless. Thank you so much for listening to House Call. My name is Sprite, and if you'd like more art and updates, you can follow me at MKG Sprite Stain on Instagram and Twitter.